Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I am sitting here with my mom, Barb, looking at her from across the table. (laughs) Hi, Michelle. Hi, mom. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm really feeling grateful today and happy to be sitting across the table with you, having another conversation and being with our beautiful community. I love that. You know what I was thinking recently, which is kind of cheesy, but but we, we can, we talk about all of the things as I was going to sleep the other night, I was thinking about that. I feel like I feel happy in life and I, and I, I don't know if I've ever felt that before. Wow. Wow, I have goosebumps. (laughs) No, I have goosebumps. That's really profound. Like, of course, there's things that I am working for, but I feel like an overall sense of content. Content. That's just what I was thinking. And who knows? It could be because I'm medicated or just because I'm doing the work, but, or maybe it's a little bit of a both. No, I think you are doing the work. And I love the, I love But it was cool to think about that. I know. That's just what I was going to say. I love the, the idea and the feelings that come along with the awareness of in the moment, in that moment, you felt contentment. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that we acknowledge what we're feeling in the moment. And I think this is a great episode for next time. I love <laughs> it. I do. I think it's really amazing, you know, because we can feel the feelings of happiness or contentment or joy, but do we actually have the other witness in our beings or have the other energy or the other feeling of, knowing that we're feeling this. It's kind of like, it's a really cool thing, a really cool thing. And I don't know if I'm doing a very good job of explaining it. That's why I think Uh. it could be an episode. You've got the other, you've got the witness, the other voice or the other seeing within, seeing the contentment (laughs) that you're feeling. 
I know I got really deep with this. Well, I think it's just, you know how we always talk about affirmations and sometimes they feel like they can be um, out of touch or not apply because they're so far from your reality, but you're like, fake it till you make it. And I think that that was, that was my, my viewpoint on it for so long. But I think maybe me feeling this way in this moment is proof that like, you just keep using the tools because one day you'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This is good. I've that. arrived. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I've reached a point and now I'm done or that everything no. is perfect, but I just feel like, or maybe it's just being older and maybe a little bit wiser, but I'm like, wow. Things are pretty good. Well, I would like to add something that I, I feel believe. pretty good. Yeah. The work that we do, the work that we do of becoming aware of connecting with ourselves, of cultivating a best friend relationship with ourselves, cultivating what we're going to talk about today, acceptance. I believe all of that is cumulative. It doesn't go to waste that we sit down and in quiet with ourselves and meditate or another, you know, another way to talk about meditation that we talk about all the time is just to kind of be in quiet with yourself and noticing, just allowing yourself to be and noticing what you're thinking, what you're feeling. It's cumulative. You can do that every day and it may not feel like anything's happening, but it is. And so I think that's why practice, whatever it is that we want to practice, meditation, affirmations, any of the things that connect us within instead of only being connected on the outside world is going to have a cumulative effect on our happiness, on our state of being and on our contentment. I love it. Thank and you I for do, sharing that. <laughs> and I do think that like what we talk about of becoming your own best friend and, and even faking it until you make it, you do start to like, like yourself in a way where you want to root for yourself and you have confidence in yourself and the trickling down of what that means for your life and setting boundaries and self-care and saying no and not being a people pleaser and acceptance and, and everything else kind of comes with that. And it's just cool to see it all happen. The results. The results. Well, when I was studying, you know, I studied all the great traditions and when I was in my Buddhism era. (laughs) She's in her Buddhism era. One of the things that really struck me you know, was that whole idea that we can, like we, we understanding that it's, it's all of this works and it's not, you can read about it all day long, but until you actually experience it yeah, and until you actually practice it, it seems more elusive. Like you were saying that you never felt like that. So experience is the only way we can get all the degrees. We can do all of the reading. We can do all of the things, but until we actually practice so that we can have the firsthand experience in it, it's magical. It changes everything. Yeah. Cause then we get that, we get that little inner knowing and that confirmation. Wow, this really does work. And I also, can I just give one little caveat to the fake it till you make it? That is a 12 step addiction recovery saying, and I don't know why, but for whatever whatever reason in this era, there's some pushback on that because people have lost the understanding of what that means. When you take a quote out of context and then you start morphing it into all kinds of memes and all kinds of things, it loses what it's actually meant. Fake it till you make it doesn't mean be inauthentic. Don't Mm -hmm. be yourself. Don't be real. 
be a version of someone else so that you can then make it through someone else, someone else's, you know, name or identity or whatever it is. Fake it till you make it means just what you were saying earlier, Michelle, that all of these affirmations and mantras and beautiful sayings and poems and all the things that people write about taken from their own experiences means you are worthy. You are enough. You are extraordinary. You are an incredible being from the inside out. You are all these things. There's a Upanishad. You are that. And so fake it to you, make it means we've forgotten who we are. So in the addiction community, it means you are all these things and it's never up for debate. It's never anyone else's interpretation. It's none of that. You are all these things, but we maybe don't believe that right now. So we have to pretend like we know it so that we will keep practicing. And then one day you get to the place where you just talk to us about, wow, I actually believe it mm-hmm. and I actually feel it and I'm content. So I just had to say that because fake it no, till you make it has helped me. Dr- I didn't think any of those well, because things Because it's not actually myself. faking it. You're, no. you're tapping into what's yours. You just don't believe it. Maybe haven't believed it or accessed it yet for yourself. Exactly. So it's not fake. No. It's what's real, but it's what we've denied. It's, it's almost like that quote, believe it and you'll see it. Yeah. You know, maybe if you like that better than fake it till you make it. But I just wanted to say that because it's, it's a very powerful, powerful, powerful quote and experience in life and it keeps you going. Yeah. I love it. Yes. So, so today we've had lots of requests for this topic on the whole. And I felt that since your word of the year is this topic, it could be fun to dive into it. And just, we've had lots of chats about it lately, personally. And I think that there tends to be maybe some misunderstandings with the word. Couldn't figure out what word I was trying to say. (laughs) And as we say often, we like to redefine words and define words and make them more simple and understandable and digestible. And so today I really wanted to talk about acceptance and what real acceptance looks like and what it means and how it plays out in our lives. Because I think just to start off and to jump in, a lot of times people equate acceptance to being a doormat or rolling over to the bad things in life or just even going back to, you know, episodes a couple of weeks ago, like settling um, and not being confident in what you want. And it can be that if you let it play out in your life that way, but there's a really empowering way to live life with acceptance. And so I would love to chat about that this week. I think it's, it's not lost on me that we started this whole episode with you having this beautiful awareness and feeling about contentment. And now we're talking about acceptance, which I agree with you completely is also misunderstood. I've had people ask me recently when I talk about it, and yes, it is my word for 2024, because I want to remember, remember, if you haven't listened to some of the episodes, I am in recovery for almost 40 years now with an eating disorder of bulimia. So I went into recovery, 12-step program. And so the serenity prayer has been a huge foundation of my life. And so acceptance is that. And having gone through this divorce and this three years of absolute hell in many instances, 
acceptance was elusive for me sometimes, even though I've been practicing meditation and mindfulness for over almost 40 years. So acceptance is not easy, but I want to say acceptance doesn't mean because it would have been easy for me to feel this way, especially before I got into treatment. Acceptance doesn't mean that, oh, this is my karma. I deserve this. I deserve to be abused. I deserve to be beaten up. I deserve to be disrespected. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve all of these bad things that are happening to me. This must be what they're talking about. How can I get to a place where I just let it pile on me because I deserve it? That is not what we're talking about today. And I really want you to feel that energy of, you don't deserve harm. You don't deserve all these things. What, what we deserve as humans is to recognize that there are things in life that we cannot change. Life is going to give us whatever it's going to give us. We have no control over that. We have no control. I can wake up in the morning ready to start my day with, you know, uh, what, a whistle in my, a whistle in my, my mind or whatever, and a pep in my stuff or whatever me? that is. I don't know. Like a really happy go lucky. I can really be grounded and then something can happen. And oh my goodness. So I just wanted to frame that, that acceptance doesn't mean that you deserve to be abused or in a relationship or in a work environment or anything where you are beaten up or disrespected. And that's what I love about this conversation today. We're going to reframe a little bit what acceptance means. And I believe that once you kind of get it or get a feeling of it and try to digest the words of the serenity prayer that we're going to, I want to talk about a little bit, but also digest that accepting what life is bringing us in the present moment because we have no control over it. Okay, now what? Take a deep breath. Now what action can I take is very freeing. And my whole yes. life has been about freedom. I want, I want to be free. And freedom doesn't mean that I can do anything that I want. Freedom means that I understand what I can and can't do and then take the actions needed that are going to serve me and all of humanity around me. Well, I think that ultimately this podcast just goes around and around talking about the same topics through different lenses because I feel like through this, through this vein of acceptance and the serenity prayer, which you're going to say, yes. um, it's about taking the pause. Yeah. Which we've talked about all the time. Yes. And finding the space so that you can have your power. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the pause and, and just asking yourself the question in that pause, what can I do here? And sometimes we, sometimes when we ask ourselves that question, we, we are able to, you know, sink into the truth within and say, well, really, one thing I can do here now is accept what's happening and another answer is going to come to me in the next moment. And another answer is going to come to me in the next moment. Because when we say to accept the present moment as it is, we're not saying that, okay, I got to accept this and just bear with it and suffer. Right. You know, sometimes it might bring pain and suffering, but it means that every moment changes. Nothing lasts. Life isn't impermanent. Every moment is impermanent. And so every moment changes. So what it means is in this moment, I can bear this until the next moment comes and I may be presented with a different option or I may be presented with a different scenario. So the serenity prayer, I would imagine many of you have heard this before, is God. Because not, sorry, it's not just if you're in recovery. Oh no, it's become mainstream. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's become mainstream, but it is born out of right. the 12 steps. It's born out of the AA book. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. 
And always remember when we, when we use the word God, and I believe that this is what AA and Bill W meant when he wrote Alcoholics Anonymous book, the big book, it's the God of your understanding because they weave that through all of the steps, all of the 12 steps and the teachings of a, so it's the God of your understanding. So it's not some one time, one fits all God. It just means you, what, what are you feeling? And it's a God really, for me, it's a God, it's a, um, inner guide. It's like, it's, it's born from within me. Right. The answers and the messages and the, the whispers of the heart all come from within. It's God working through me, higher power. So just to make that clear, understand, you know, not understanding that, but also feeling that, that you are the one in charge of defining who God is for you. Right. It's not exclusive if that word doesn't resonate for you. Right. Universe, energy, whatever it is that makes, whatever it is that makes you feel connected. Right. To something or someone that you can walk the path with, that you can rely on from the inside out. Right. Let's take a quick break. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we're back. So I, I feel like maybe just breaking down that prayer for a minute, because I think that there's so much packed in and then going into how this really plays out in life. But I find that just the words that are used, I like perfectly encapsulate, I think everything that we want to say. So we're done. No, I'm just kidding. But grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference is, is acceptance. Um, Because with, understanding that there's so much of life that we can't control and predict and change and understand requires the grace of acceptance. And then the discern, the discernment of knowing what you can do to influence what comes next. I don't know. It's just, it's such an interesting equation, I guess. It is because I feel acceptance is hard until we can break it down today and understand what it truly means so we can actually get it from the head, acceptance from the head. I think the head and the mind is always telling us, accept what? I can't accept this. This is, I can't live this way. This is so awful. It's, you know what? Acceptance doesn't mean like you're condoning what's happening. Yeah. That's, and that's why, but the head is telling you that, right. that you are not capable of doing this and you should not have to do this. And so I think, I'm sorry, getting worked up because I think that's what the mind does. I was trying to portray, my mind screams at me sometimes and says, what do you mean? What do you mean? You don't have to accept this. You're better than this. You could, you just, you go tell them what they need. You, you, you go give them their two cents worth of anger or irritability or whatever it is. And I think that's not what we're saying. And that's not what the serenity prayer is saying. It truly is wanting you to come face to face with truth. You know, um, Truth is, for me, truth is love. Truth is acceptance. Truth is everything. And I feel like we've forgotten what that word truth even means. Oh, well, yeah. So truth is really coming, coming in the present moment with what is. Because we have no control. Like, why would we spend our whole lives trying to change and control things that we actually have no control of, over? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So this episode or this whole talk on acceptance is maybe just change it to truth or change it to the reality of what is. Right. You know, find a word that maybe sits better with you than acceptance. If acceptance is telling you that you have to be a doormat or that you have to accept abuse or disrespect, it's really just being in the, showing up in the present moment with what is and understanding that that moment is already going to change by virtue of it being impermanent. And I think that is the best definition of acceptance, that everything changes second by second. And so by virtue of the present moment being impermanent, like it's going to change, acceptance means going with the flow, Mm -hmm. going with what life is presenting me in every moment. And at 11 o'clock in the morning, I might be presented with something that is so tragic. And maybe by 11.15, I've got a couple of solutions in my mind of what I can do that I actually can do. 
instead of ruminating, how can I, how is this happening to me? How could this be happening? What, what did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? Instead of just, okay, this is happening. Let me take a deep breath. Let me understand in this moment what's happening. And now what could I do? And sometimes it's just to kind of sit and wait, which is very hard. We don't like to sit and wait. We want instant results and instant gratification. So that was so good. Well, it's hard to, you know, I, thank you. <laughs> I, th- that's why acceptance is my word. I was struggling with acceptance all year last year. So, and why is that? I think, and I think you've written about this many times, is that it's hard to practice acceptance when things aren't going our way. It's like counterintuitive. It's like my brain can't say this is okay when it's not, go- it's not okay. But like you're not, I think that's the crux of the issue. Acceptance, acceptance doesn't mean that it's okay. It's just what it is. And I think so many people think that, and you, you just said it, that what's happening is okay. So I have to just take it. Whereas acceptance is just like you said, so beautifully being in alignment with what's true and what's real in the moment, knowing that moment to moment things are changing and not denying the reality of the present moment and not fighting against the present moment. And I think that's where the Eckhart Tolle quote that I know we've talked about on this, on this podcast is so perfect, but I think sometimes it gets misunderstood because he says, um, accept, accept the and present then, moment as no, if you accept had chosen and then it. Act. Well, he says, accept the present moment as if you had chosen it. That's right. radical. Right. That's, <laughs> that's really I- radical. And then yes, then he goes on to say what you're, what you're about to say that, you know, then you can take an action. Then you can sort out what, what can I do here? But it is a radical acceptance radical. because he says, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Make it your friend and ally, not your enemy. This will miraculously miraculously transform your whole life. Yeah, And that is a really hard pill to swallow when things are really bad and traumatic because why would you have chosen this? But it's not like a spiritual bypassing. Oh, I love my life even when things are abusive or traumatic, but it's getting so in touch with the present moment, knowing that it's your reality, that it almost like finds a place of empowerment because you're like, this is what's happening for me. I can't change it. Where do I need to do now? And I think you starting this episode off with that beautiful knowing and, and experience that you had of contentment is the perfect example of what we're talking about. You did not like what was been happening to you for many, 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 many years in your life. And you're right. You always felt like you were singled out to have a life of you know, things are never going to go my way. I'm not going to get what I want. Yeah. I've been, I've been singled out to be the one that just has to accept the fact that I'm never going to have what I want. I'm never going to have the life of my dreams or whatever. All those things, all those narratives that kept going on and on in your mind. And, but you never gave up on yourself. You've been practicing meditation, yoga, all of the things, all the affirmations, the mantras, all of the things you've been faithful to your practice. And I believe that your practice was faithful to you in that moment that you felt that contentment. Mm -hmm. So you never gave up on yourself. Right. And, 
as you said just a few minutes ago, the miracle, don't give up on the miracle, but the miracles come. What Eckhart Tolle say, the miracle, what did you, you ended Eckhart Tolle quote with the miracle of. This will miraculously transform your whole life. And this is what happened. This is what is happening for you. This is miraculously transforming your whole life moment by moment by moment for the past, what, you know, 30 years, 25, you're 38, 25 years, whatever it is, however long you've been on the planet, but then however long you've been practicing. No, it's so important no, no, to think no. about that. It's that true. It's almost like we don't, we don't have to, we have to do the work, which is practice, which is sit with ourselves, which is understanding what truth is. We have to do the work of understanding and believing. And that's the make it to you, make it, or just understand that this is truth. So I'm going to believe it and do all the things that I need to do. We have to do the work. And the miracle that comes is that the work actually works. <laughs> Yeah. Like it actually does work. And all the people and that I'm share- I'm someone that always thought it doesn't work. Well, you thought it didn't work for you. Because you, right. you saw me as an example. Right, right, You saw right. other people as examples. You've been on retreats or you've been with other spiritual teachers or, or educators or whatever. You thought it worked for other people. You just did not think that it was possible for it, or you were doing something wrong that it wasn't working for you. Yes. And I think that's, you know, I, I just feel really strongly that faith- is so important. Having faith that your work, your heart, your devotion, your dedication, your deepest desire will come to fruition or will miraculously show up in a flash or show up in a moment one day and transform your whole life. Yeah. That's like the don't quit before the miracle because you don't know kind of when things are going to kind of all click together like, oh, that's what that is, or that's how that feels, or this now makes sense, or I understand this or that, or why things are this way. And I think that's why we're but it's doing- it's like very subtle. Yeah. Oh, incredibly subtle. And I think that's why we're doing this podcast, right, Michelle? Is to share right. our experience. Yeah. <laughs> to share our experiences. I'm so passionate about helping all beings, all human beings really get it that you can do this, but you can't have the say in how it's going to show up and when the miracle is going to come. And you can't control. And what's going to happen. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about this now. I mean, I've always been passionate about it, but I have an extra dose of massive energy about it is I suffered greatly last year. Right. I mean, any of the work colleagues with us, any people that knew me, it was really hard for me day to day. Some days were, some days were great, but I felt like I was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde last year. You know, I was, I was, I could, I could feel good one day. And then the next day I couldn't, it was such a roller coaster and such a place. It's one of the first times in my life that I felt like, wow, this could be the one that might break me because it was so hard and so egregious in so many ways, which this is the year that I'm going to start sharing a lot of that with you all. And now that I, I'm here in February, March, first quarter of 2024, and I'm just so happy and thriving, even though things are still a little bit hard, it's like, oh my gosh, I can take a deep breath. Oh, I knew that. I've had this experience before. The miracle happened. I feel transformed. And so my greatest desire today on this episode is that, that everybody listening, just kind of take a deep breath and 
take in what it might feel like to have faith, to faith in things that you can't see. It's hard. It's really, really hard. Well, because your mind will tell you that you're delusional. Exactly. (laughs) But living in delusion, I have to say, I remember, was it last year? The whole lucky girl thing? Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I last year, you know, the, the lucky girl syndrome and just blindly believing in your luckiness and that everything always works out for you. I remember, I think actually we talked about it on one of the episodes. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. Um, I kind of tried that out because I was in that space last year of like, what else, what do I have to lose? Like, why don't I just try something else to see if it works? Because... Who knows? Like, I just, I was still kind of in that desperate space of what do I have to lose with trying out something new like that? But it was, it was that path to being just completely delusional about your life. And that's kind of the fake it to you make it that I found really worked for me, given the mindset that I was living with and how I was feeling about my life and what I was believing about my life was things don't work out. I'm never going to get what I want. I'm always going to be frustrated. I'm not ever going to feel a certain way. And back in that era, the delusion of it was to believe so strongly that you can have everything that you want and that everything will always work out for you. Um, that was a great practice for me because it really, it's like what, again, saying the same thing, in different terms through different lenses. But like we talk about with, you know, creating new grooves in the brain or changing the narrative that you say to yourself or switching out a a negative thought for a positive one. Um, That practice for me helped me to kind of patch up the groove in my brain that said the one thing of nothing ever works out to everything always works out. And obviously I don't think I live through the everything always works out mindset 24-7, but it almost kind of brought me into some sort of equilibrium of like the gray in between. I love that because you were all, all the way to one side that it never works out. You were in the never right. realm and now you're in the, okay, I'm going to open up to the possibility that maybe it can. And I also feel, you know, I just feel so strongly that we we are so hard on ourselves and the yeah. mind is... I believe the mind is our biggest, could use the word problem, but then we could use the word opportunity. We use the word example of where we need to start with our lives. We must start with the thoughts in the mind. We have to start start with the thoughts in the mind because the mind can be our greatest enemy or our most amazing ally. And it only becomes our most amazing ally when we learn to train it because the mind wants to be the boss. For whatever reason, we came into this earth and once we were through the little beautiful baby, innocent, just really beautiful stage of being a baby. And then we start to realize that we can do whatever we want. We can think whatever we want. And and we start to get our power a little bit as a a two-year-old or whatever that is. Um, it, It starts to all go downhill unless we understand that, wait, that mind that's telling me things that aren't true can't be the boss of me. Right. I have to, I have to educate it a little bit and say, no, you know what? I'm worth it here. I saw a video online yesterday and there was a little seven-year-old boy. There's a little seven-year-old girl. They're in school and the little seven-year-old girl was being bullied and she was crying. And she, the little seven-year-old boy came up to her and said, what's the matter? 
I'm going to cry. And he's, he said, what's the matter? And she said, I'm being bullied at school. You know what he did? He took her hand and he said, don't listen to what they are saying about you. Hmm. Don't pay attention to that. You are smart. You are strong. You are beautiful. A seven-year-old said A seven-year-old said that. Don't listen to what they are saying about you. It's not true. And so if we're having trouble understanding that the thoughts in the mind for the most part are rarely true, think about your seven-year-old self that might want to try and help a little seven-year-old who's being bullied. You know, you are that seven-year-old if you're believing that the thoughts in the mind are telling you that you don't deserve better, you're not worthy, uh, you're, you're meant to suffer, you're meant to be in pain all of the time. Um, I have just have to accept this. I have to accept that this is my lot in life. You know, my life last year with going through that divorce, it was so hard because my mind was making it hard and I was believing, yeah. I was believing that there, I wanted nothing more than to be divorced after three years, well, after 33 years of, of life, but after the three years of separation and COVID and the lockdown and everything, I could see the expansion, the beauty that my life could be and the freedom that I could have being me. So I knew all of that. But as 2023 started progressing and the divorce was becoming more and more a reality, I kept thinking, wait a minute, I, I, I don't know. And the mind kept saying, yeah, what are you thinking? You're going to be divorced twice now? Maybe you need to rethink this. It's not that bad. It's not, you, you, you can still kind of live this way. And then the, the real truthful part of me was saying, no, I've got so many more things in life that I want to do. And what has happened in this past relationship is not okay. So it's very interesting. So the mind was doing a huge number on me the whole of 2023. Well, yeah, you, you shocked me because you are proof that in certain situations and in certain extremely difficult situations, and no matter how long your practice and and knowing everything that you know, your mind can still write stories and you can believe them because I will never forget how shocked I was when you and I were talking and you were going through this divorce and you were so upset. And I was like, what, what are you so upset about right now in this moment? Because like you were saying, this was something that you wanted. You were so excited. You were so happy. This was like a great thing. And you said, I can't be divorced twice. I was like, what? <laughs> so, so but it was so that. great because I'm like, that's what's bothering you. Like, I just never thought I would be someone who's has two divorces. And obviously I had compassion for you in this, mo in that moment, but I was like, who cares that that's the narrative that's plaguing you out of everything else. I, you know, I thought we were going to have to like really dive deep into, I, I don't know, remembering why you're doing what you're doing. But I was like, your mind was telling you that there's something wrong with you because you're going to have two divorces. And I'm sure it's a lot of the Catholic upbringing of, you know, never getting divorced or whatever. But that was, that was so huge for me because I never in a million years would have thought that that was the story that your mind was telling you that you, that was getting you so upset. And I can't remember where I was tying that back to, but. No, I think it's a perfect example. And <laughs> I, that's, what, that's what we're trying to say, that the mind is telling you that yeah. you can't accept what's happening in this present moment because you can't bear it. 
other people aren't going to like it. Society is going to shun you. Yeah. You're going to lose all your friends. These are all the things that my mind was, you're going to lose all your friends. They're not going to choose you. You know, all of the things. And what I want to say about that, it's so sweet that you said that, you know, after practicing for 40 years. But what I want to say to everyone there that we are always healing. And what happened to me last year, going through all of this stuff and the mind beating me up like this, Michelle is right. It was torture sometimes. I got to a place now here, you know, eight months later or six months later, it's where the miraculously my life has been transformed. I peeled another layer from the inside of the trauma and the abuse and all of the things that I've, that I've gone through as a child all the way up. Like we, we go through major traumas. We go through mini traumas. We go through a lot of chaos, a lot of disruption, a lot of chaos over the past 33 years. So I peeled a layer off of that. And it doesn't mean that, that, that there's not going to be another layer where I might find myself, oh, I can't have this happen or whatever it is in any context in my life. It's just a miracle that occurs when we can stay the course. Right. And sometimes staying the course is white knuckling it. Sometimes staying the course is I'm in a rowboat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and I cannot see any shore anywhere. So I have to dig deep and have faith that I will get to where I need to be in the next moment. I may not see it. I can't see it. I'm in this little rowboat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, but I just trust that I'm going to see land in one of these next moments. And the next, I guess what I want to say now though, is the next moment could be a week. It could be a month. I mean, I was doing this all year. It could be a year. It could be whatever it is, but not dwelling on that. And this is another 12 step recovery quote, I can do anything for this moment that I couldn't imagine saying that I could do for a lifetime. And that is the practice of being in the moment, accepting what is in this present moment and knowing that it's going to change. I can't say that I could do all this for a lifetime, but I do trust, have faith and know that the next moment is going to, not going to be like the past moment. And right. the, the next moment is not going to be like the next moment. And so really having that unshakable faith, I use this in my meditation every morning for the past 40 years, I have unshakable faith. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the unshakable faith, even if sometimes I don't don't even, oh, I hope this unshakable faith is real. You know, there's sometimes you feel that way. And, but yeah, it is real. And then there's a little voice that'll come up inside of me. It's real, Barb. You know, it's real. You've had so many experiences of this. You got this. It's real. Just hang on. The next moment's going to be better. Or the next moment is going to give you, maybe not better, but it's going to give you another choice of what step you can take. Yeah, I love that. Let's take another quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. I think letting go of the outcomes of what we think has to be and putting faith in it will be not only okay, but actually might get to that place of contentment that you talked about in the beginning. Well, it's also that, like what I was saying last week, I think, or maybe the week before of, of starting to love your path and your journey so much that you trust it, that it's not going to lead you astray. And there are times where you're going to feel like it does. And you're going to say, what the heck? I did not want this. How did I get here? Why is this part of my journey? Um, what do I do? Like, I'm, you could even feel so far off your path. But I, I think that's kind of maybe the beauty of, of loving your own unique path so much that the times where you feel so far off is all part of the plan. Absolutely it is. I'm going to tell you it is. And I think, I think, but it's hard to, it's hard to digest that when you feel at the mercy of and victim to life and what happens and other people and injustices. I mean, it's, it's so layered because certainly I don't say this through the lens of like, you know, human bias and injustice where like we're cruel people doing cruel things to each other. So it's just, you know, it's hard to, I find myself feeling like it's hard to talk about this because there's like, there's wars going on. So how can you say, oh, your life path was meant to be this way. You're meant to be in a war. But so I just, I, I would, I, you want to interject. Yes, I believe, yes. So I, go ahead. I don't like that. It's meant to be. I never, I don't, no, no, no. Yeah, great. I don't like that. It's meant to be. Right. I, I don't use that. Right. I did so, in the beginning of my practice. Cause that's what everybody uses. Oh, it's meant to be. It's a blessing. You're going to, no, we, I think saying that things are meant to be, I think it's cute. Did I say that? No, no, no. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I think it's, I think it's, it's energetically beautiful when we say, oh, that was meant to be. But we usually say that in hindsight, we usually say that after the trauma or after we say, okay, now I get it. You know, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this, uh, but it's led me to this. And I thought, the fact that there are wars or the fact that there is so much rape and, and so much awful sexual content that is harming children, so much about children. I'm like over the top. I can't even use the right word because I don't know what it is about all of the injustices that are happening to children today and all the injustices that are happening to marginalized people, all the things. You're right, Michelle. It's a lot. And I can't, I can't go to the place of it's meant to be, that they're in this place for a reason and all of that, because I think it takes my mind in a place and it takes too long to get to the place of, okay, this is happening now. Okay. This is the moment. This is happening now. Now, what am I being called to do? And I'm certainly not being called to ruminate on how it's meant to be. It'll all, it'll all be revealed later but I can, in the moment, feel the pain and the suffering of it and the compassion for it and sort out, okay, now what could I do? Or is there any little small, tiny step that I could take that might go into the direction of being useful and helpful? Yeah. I don't know if this makes any no, sense. No, it does. I just wanted to interject that. Because I'm glad you did. It's, it's, it's two conversations, honestly. 
obviously there are so many things that are happening where this conversation of loving your journey and accepting what is, is just, you're not thinking about that because there's, there's more important things to be thinking about. But when you can get into this place of, of using these tools for the everyday life, I think that's where it really started to benefit me. And I think that's where acceptance came into my life of loving, loving my path so much leading to a trust that my, my path won't betray me and my life won't betray me. And that it is that faith, like you were saying in the things not seen of, of believing it before you see it, knowing that one, one day it'll make sense. And if it doesn't make sense yet, it's not done. And yeah, oh, okay. you look no, like you, you just gave me a, <laughs> and, just, I just had a little awakening. Oh, can't no, wait I, to hear. And just that's like, and this might not be true for you, but that's where I've found the, the, the well of hope and optimism of being even like excited and curious for the next day, because maybe I'll get another piece to my puzzle. Huh. And I love doing puzzles. So maybe that's why this analogy you know, you get another piece and you're like, ah, wow. Okay. Like this picture is starting to become more clear. And that's kind of the the place that I'm in right now of, you know, my, my puzzle isn't complete, so to speak in this moment, but each new day I'm getting new situations and new people and new opportunities and new mindsets and revelations and healing and self-care and whatever to kind of, fill in the gaps. Beautiful, Michelle. And I think that we're not, I think what I want to go back to a little bit, you're right, is the whole premise of this idea of acceptance. It doesn't mean accepting that what's happening is okay. And I think that's key. Doesn't mean that all of the things that we're talking about are okay. It means that once we can accept that it's actually happening, we're not trying to deceive ourselves. We're not trying to pretend like it's not happening We're not trying to feed into the injustices of how could this be happening to me? Because it takes you into a place of almost separation. You know, I can't have this happen to me. Right. So we're not talking about any of that. The acceptance is accepting that actually this is happening right now. And for me, what happens when I actually can accept this, and it wasn't until I could accept the fact that my mind was trying to beat me up so much about getting divorced. It wasn't until I finally accepted the fact that, wait a minute. I'm getting divorced. I am happy about it. And that's it. And so it, it was almost a clarity, but also a freedom of that. I could, I wasn't blocked from the answers and the truth of what, where my happiness lies. Because I think if we can't accept what's happening in the moment, we're blocking ourselves. We're blocking ourselves from feeling the feelings that we need to feel to get the answers that we need for maybe the next action that we might take. So we just, just to lean into accepting what is happening in the moment doesn't mean that it's okay. It means that, okay, this is happening and I can't stop it. I can't control it right now, but I will have the answer of how to stop it. How, what actions can I take that are going to protect me or that are going to make me safe or they're going to make me feel, wait a minute, whole again, right? or make me feel the, the, the love and the, 
the beauty that I am. It's all the things we just, we, we block ourselves so much. We prevent ourselves so much from the answers that we need to take the next tiny step by not accepting the present moment as it is. And I also think even if nothing else, we expend so much of our energy resisting, resisting. what is and fighting back of what is, or even the why me, I think of so much of my energy and creativity and mind, mental, anything was wasted in so long. Why me? Why me? And obviously I don't take it back because it's part of my journey, but there's so much time and effort and energy that is spent and expended fighting the reality rather than coming to terms with reality and, and asking yourself, okay, what do I want to do with this in this moment and creating that space? Like, you know, again, Victor Frankl's quote that we say all the time on this show, um, between stimulus and response, there's the space. And he was writing those words from, you know, an ultimate death traumatic, camp. <laughs> yeah, death to, camp, yeah. you know, traumatic, the worst thing you can imagine, um, hor horrible, horrifying situation, being in that space of, okay, even here, even in the worst kind of surroundings and environment, where can I find my power? It's in having the space between a situation and how I'm going to respond to it. And that to me is the empowerment of acceptance. And everything else is kind of like, uh, this came to me while you were talking, like thinking of, of life and your mind as like a whack-a-mole, like... You know, you're thinking, cause the thing is, it's funny. The moment I said, you know, this today that, oh, I had this moment before I was going to sleep the other night and I felt happy and content. Like my mind's going to come back tomorrow and be like, gotcha sucker. Guess what? Because that's, that's life. It's never finished. And our minds are always going to bring up situations that maybe we think we were quote unquote done with, or with you, with the, I, I can't have one more divorce that I never would have thought would have been, you know, something that you would struggle with. It's like that whack-a-mole of, okay, what is the story that my mind's going to bring in next that I'm going to have to work extra hard to counter, counteract or counterbalance. And knowing that that's like where the practice comes into play of being kind of on guard all the time. And, and also that's when you're being totally attuned to and present to the present moment, you can be on guard of, witnessing what comes up in your reactions to life and witnessing the stories that your mind tells you in reaction to difficult situations and having those tools in your back pocket to say, nope, that's not true. Or nope, I'm not going to do that today. Or nope, I'm not going to engage that thought pattern that I've already, you know, put to bed years ago. It's like whack-a-mole. <laughs> That's a great, that well, cause like even, even it for is. you, we've had a lot of conversations about this lately with body image and, you know, for someone like you and for me having long histories of difficult relationships with body, you saying you've been in recovery for 40 years, people might think, Oh, she's good. But like, Nope, that mole comes up and you got to whack it. That is true. Um, <laughs> You know, you think you've got one gently whack it. Well, right. No, I'm not I talking it. about actual animals. It's the game. It is a game. <laughs> uh, 
you know, you think you've got one area of your life sorted and then another one pops up when you least expect it. And it's like being so centered within yourself and having the confidence within yourself to know that you can handle whatever life puts in your path that you can simultaneously whack the moles. Yeah. And, and just trusting. I think that's the biggest thing you brought up Victor Frankl, who is someone that we love. And for those of you that, that don't know who he is, you know, he survived the Holocaust you know, his mother was killed. His wife was killed. His father had died right before the Holocaust. He literally was in Auschwitz alone. And so for someone like him who survived the Holocaust, and what I love so much about his writings, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, are he was in, he's in exactly what we're talking about. I mean, certainly the circumstances are the most horrific circumstances you can imagine. And he wrote things like, when we are no longer to when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. This is what we're trying to say here today, right. my friends. It's really about, okay, I can't change this situation. And I just want you to, for a moment to, to imagine Viktor Frankl in a Nazi concentration camp, sitting in the corner wherever he was, freezing and just being treated so horrifically, thinking, I can't change this situation. I'm not able to change this situation. So now I have to change myself or I'm, I'm imagining if I don't, if I don't change myself in whatever way I can to accept this situation for this moment, I'm going to go crazy. Right. You're going to pile on to an already bad situation. Exactly. And, And I'm not sure it could ever get any worse, but it could because the mind can be so much worse. We've got a horrific situation and you got the mind piling on beautifully said Michelle. So And then he goes on to write things like everything can be taken from us. But one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance, to choose one's own way. Mm -hmm. I want to cry right now. I have so many goosebumps because he, to me, is the epitome of acceptance. I didn't choose this to happen to me. I didn't choose for my mother to be killed. I didn't choose for my wife to be killed. I didn't choose to be living this life of horror, but I don't have the ability to change it right now. So I have to accept it for this one moment. And I believe, I don't know this because certainly I don't know him and I didn't speak to him, but I believe what he, what he, how he was helping himself handle this horrible kind of a life was moment to moment. This is what it is this moment, but every moment changes. So next moment, it might not be this way. And so eventually there was a moment when he was free physically, but he had already freed himself mentally or began the process. I'm not sure we get totally free mentally because life is always a process. I believe we're here to learn and grow constantly. So he had already begun the, he'd already begun the lifelong journey of freeing his mind because the mind can be worse than the physical things sometimes that we endure So he is a huge mentor of mine. And I love having mentors and teachers that I've never met. Right. You know, I think so. It's really important. Yeah, that's my thing. That's your reading for inspiration of finding insights from other people who have experienced similar things, different things, extreme things and how they got through it. Yeah. So if you're, if you're having trouble getting through my, my great suggestion would be, find a book or a teaching or a person that kind of speaks the language that you're looking for in whatever situation you're in right now. And 
you know, if you're having a really difficult time accepting a situation, Viktor Frankl helped, I mean, he saved my life in so many ways in reading this book, but I read it last year, 2023. I was reading it like bits and pieces of it. I've read it so many times cover to cover, but bits and pieces of it so that I could bring myself back to truth. Right. So if you just think of yourself as I've, I've ventured away from what is true and real in this moment, let me come back to the truth so that I'm not causing myself more pain and suffering and that I can actually have the freedom to take an action. Because he then also says in this book, um, I love this too so much because it, it, it makes it real. It makes it like, not that situation okay, but we're not crazy. An abnormal reaction to an abnormal situation is normal behavior. Put that on your bathroom mirror, everyone. Like if you are now beating yourself up or causing yourself to go down some horrible place with a terrible, horrible situation you're in, just understand that your reaction right now is normal behavior because it's not a normal situation. It's abnormal. And once you can realize that and stop trying to change the situation or stop, stop trying to negate that it's happening and start accepting that it's happening, then your behavior can start to be helpful little by little by little. So I'm guessing with Viktor Frankl, in the concentration camp to the best of whatever's possible, I can't even imagine it. He was able to feel a sense of sanity and normalcy, I guess. Well, that is the power of living moment to moment. Like you were saying of being so present to have the space to choose and to choose whether or not you want to engage with one thought or the other. Yes. And That's really where acceptance lives. It's not condoning an injustice or rolling over to a horror. It's being in tune. It's being so present that you're in tune with reality enough to have the space to ask yourself, what do I want to do here? Or what, what, what works best for me in this moment? And what's an action that I can take and using your energy. I mean, I obviously I can't say because I was not there and this is not my lived experience, but I would have to imagine that being in resistance to your reality and something as horrific as a concentration camp, you wouldn't want to drain your energy in that way. You would want to conserve your energy in a sense of, okay, how do I, what's the best way to work through this and move through this situation and con- using your energy wisely and not spinning your wheels of why or why me or how could this happen, but what can I do here? And I think it's hard. And of we, course. Know, we know it's hard. And why, why I, just listening to what you were saying, Michelle, why I think it's hard is that in that moment that it's happening, we are abhorring the situation and feeling like this is not okay. And especially if you're a social justice or a person that really cares, I don't, I don't mean that we all don't care, but that really wants to, to, to find all beings be free and not have these horrific things happen in our lives. It's easy to fall to that place first. Oh my God, I'm so angry. This is not okay. But all the things that are happening. And so what has to happen is we have to accept the moment and get through it so that we can have the energy and have the knowledge and the awareness and the tools to fight injustice. Like it's really a conundrum. We have to, we have to use conserve our energy to get through this situation 
so that then we can come out the other side and do something about it. And that could take a year. It could take a month. I think he was in, in a concentration camp for three years, two, three years. It seems like, like indescribable, not even possible. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but there is that thing that you have to, you have to accept the present moment and work with what's there first. And then once you come out, it fuels you and gives you the tools and the awareness that you need to fight the injustice or fight what has happened or do something about it. It never means just accepting the pain and the suffering and the injustices. It means, okay, this is happening right now. I got to accept it and see the truth of it so that, and survive. This is what I want to say and survive. I got to accept it, see the truth of it and survive knowing and having faith. I'm going to come out the other side with the ability to thrive and really do the things that I can do to make the difference or that I can make the change, but to spend our time changing things that we have no control over, which is what Victor Frankl said is, is just not possible. Yeah. So, wow, this was really, <laughs> I'm a little worn out. I don't know how all you guys feel, but I'm a little worn out. The only other thing I want to leave everyone with is, is there is a St. Teresa of Avila prayer. Mm-hmm. I don't need to read the whole thing because it's, it's it, the, the most, for me, the biggest important part that changed my life almost 35 years ago is uh, patience attains all things. Mm-hmm. And for that. me, when I get out of control, so just imagine yourself out of control, which means I can't control what's happening and I'm trying to change the present moment. When I get out of control, when I get anxious when I'm driving and things aren't going the way that I want them to go, or I'm I'm late, or I I just, I'm already rattled because of something that has happened. So now I'm so irritated about driving and everybody's so rude. When I get to that place of not having patience or very little patience, I think about this line, patience attains all things. And for me, that means patience brings me back to the present moment and the truth. And attaining all things for me, if I'm driving and acting like a crazy person means I bring myself back to some sense of peace from the inside out, which means my power, Mm -hmm. my place of understanding and truth. I love that. So I love you, Michelle. This has been wonderful. Thank you for starting this conversation off with your contentment. And And I love all of you listening. Thank you for being here and for allowing, allowing me today to... I felt like I was a little ranting and preachy, but no, I loved it. it was, um, I but can't I wait really, to listen back to this one. I really feel strongly. So check out Man's Search for Meaning. Yep. If you're so called by Viktor Frankl, uh, when I was a little girl, my godmother gave me a little tiny pamphlet. Maybe you could find it somewhere. A little tiny pamphlet that was titled Acceptance, The Way to Serenity and Peace of Mind. I never forgot that. And I think that laid the foundation. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. For the life that I've always been seeking and living. That's and then there was one more book I wanted to tell you to do uh, or to maybe, maybe check out. Hmm. If you think about it, we'll put it in the show notes as you yeah. said, Michelle, but, but Victor oh, Frankl's man's search for meaning. I know like you're teaching me. I love it. I love you. Love you. Thank you, mom. And thank you everyone for listening. And hopefully this conversation was helpful in redefining acceptance and how we can start to live from that place, no matter what life is bringing us. It's a, it's a huge game changer. Let us know what you think and let us know your thoughts. And if you have any other questions or comments about the topic, we, of course, always love to hear from you all. 
You know, yeah. Michelle, you, you say this she every brought time. the mic back to her. Well, because it so I think in this episode in particular, it's so important if something didn't make sense or yeah, if we weren't us. clear and it's, there's a great misunderstanding or a great unknowing or it's just not settling with you, please, please, please send us an email, send us a message, send us a DM because I, I want to, I want it to be clear and I don't want to cause any more, you know, disruption or any more anxiety or agitation. So thank you. Yeah. Um, the best way to do so is making sure you're connected with us on social media at peaceful Barb at Michelle Maros at Barb knows best pod. That's the best way to send a message or get in touch. If you are loving the show, which we hope you are, make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, so that you're always up to date with each new episode. And it's really helpful for us and the show and a way to show support. And if you haven't yet, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify and leave a review. That's another free, quick, easy way to help the show. And it is so meaningful to us. And we're always so appreciative to everyone who does so. Lastly, we do have some cute new merch available that I am loving. I have not taken off the crew neck sweatshirt all week. It's been super cozy. Mom was wearing the uh, cute t-shirt that we designed. It's a new take on our trust your timing mantra. So acceptance. (laughs) Yes. Cute new colors, cute new styles. There's the link in our show notes to shop. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.